Welcome, everybody, to This Podcast Has Autism. I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Today we have Nicole with us. She's going to be speaking with us. I'm going to turn time over to her to introduce herself. Hi, everybody. My name is Nicole. Um, I'm an autism mom of Brandon Lee, also known as Bash Lee. Um, we've been uh, in recovery mode since Brandon was about two. Um, in the process of that, his artistic abilities have really blossomed. And um, we have some information to share that I think will be helpful to other families that are looking for answers or looking for options and, you know, really trying to understand what capabilities uh, kids with autism have. So we're here today with um, our wonderful hosts and glad to be here. Well, Thanks for that wonderful um, intro. Um, how old was your son when he was diagnosed with autism? Um, we uh, noticed, um, I think, signs that he was not hitting his milestones when he was about nine months old. Um, I would definitely describe it to other other mothers who are considering what's going on in their households. That was my freak out moment because he wasn't answering his name. So it, the the symptoms showed up a lot earlier than we actually got a diagnosis. We didn't actually get a diagnosis the first time we wanted to understand what was going on. We didn't get one. He was not diagnosed, as a matter of fact. Um, we went to a developmental uh, psychologist um, who was considered to be like a specialist or expert in our area. Uh, we live in Oklahoma. And... Um, we actually sought out a child development center, a private child development center in Texas called the Johnson Center. And that's where we actually got our diagnosis. And he was pushing up on about three years old at that point. Um, does life make more sense now that he has a diagnosis? No, not necessarily, because like I said, I, I recognized something was going on with them you know, within that first week, I think, um, the week of his birth, because he passed out and stopped breathing um, and he was having trouble latching. And I think it's all been kind of tied to each other. So I kind of came out of the birthing experience with some concerns about his developmental uh, capabilities from that point on. Does he so we've, just always, we've just always kind of had, I've always had questions since then. Does he need to stick to a routine? Um, I think that through the process of, you know, engaging certain um, holistics and everything, we have kind of broken him from that need. There are still some things that represent a routine, but for the most part, um, you know, life is, going to you know throw you a curveball at any time I think we all know that so we've always worked to try to get him to be able to be flexible so not necessarily there are some things that he can be a stickler on but there are other things that you know we're able to introduce change and he's okay with it how old was he uh, when he started drawing um we got an iPad uh, for Christmas from my nephew. Um, I think um, 
like right at his first birthday. And um, I didn't pull it out because I really didn't know how to use an iPad. It was actually meant as a gift for me. And um, we pulled, we got it in December, Christmas, you know, Brandon's first Christmas, December of, of 2011. And um, I pulled it out in like maybe three months later. I didn't even use it. I didn't take it out the box. And he just kind of moved me out of the way. So um, it's, I want to say maybe the drawings maybe started uh, showing up maybe when he was about three. Okay. Is drawing a special interest of his? Um, I would definitely say it's a part of uh, what he does every day. Um, the iPad, I think, being a, a gateway to it. Yeah, I believe so. What what tools? At this, at this stage in the game, he's got about 1,500 of them. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's he's amassed quite a collection of things, um, of different uh, drawings over the years. What tools does he usually use to draw? Um, he uh, he uses a uh, app on the iPad called uh, called it's just called Draw, um, and it allows him to use a a, a pretty wide color palette. And um, there's also a, a drawing tool on Microsoft Surfaces, which is what I use for a computer. Um, so they have a draw feature on it, and he's been known to use that as well. What inspires him to, yeah, to draw? I think, um, I think um, animals, you know, we started out, uh, I think maybe when he was about... Um, around about that same time he was three and my mother got a dog. And so uh, her name is Miss Brown. So she's a key part of our, our family. But even though he was known at that point as having missed several milestones, like eye contact and that sort of thing, he would get very close to Miss Brown and look at her in her eyes. And he didn't have any problems, you know, making eye contact with her. So I think from there, he started to notice things outside of himself. We live in a rural area in Oklahoma County. So we're about 13 miles outside of Oklahoma City. So there's a lot of uh, trees. There's a lot of owls. There's birds. Um, there's squirrels. We've got, you know, we've had a fox. We had a wild turkey recently. So I think that the wildlife um, outside and outdoors kind of open a door for him to be interested in animals. And so I think that he decided from there that he was going to, you know, just draw animals. We've had a difficult time getting him to draw people. What is uh, your, your favorite piece of art that he had, that he created? Well, you know, um, we went to a, um, we went to a powwow back in uh, 2016. I was working for, one of the Native American tribe, tribes um, that reside here in Oklahoma in Stroud, the second Fox Nation. And um, from there, he started um, he started uh, researching Native Americans in Oklahoma, tribes. And he would listen to the music. He would watch videos of their powwows. So my favorite one is one that he has of 
a feather um, with hanging over a brow with what must be an Indian chief. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's my favorite. Does his autism ever get in the way of his art? Um, in the degree that I think I would like to see him branch out and take on other mediums, um, I would like to see him be able to use, you know, paints or pencils at some point, you know, to be able to diversify. Um, but it's, that's been difficult to, you know, introduce um, other methods because I think it's so easy for him to just whip out a finger and change texture and change width of line with an iPad. I think it's kind of difficult for him to uh, to convey using something in between he and the canvas. He would just prefer to go straight to it with his finger. Um, is there any way that you can send us like a piece of his art so we could display oh, sure. it? Sure. Where would you like me to send it? I can. Um, you could send it to our email and that way okay. we can let our listeners see it. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, do you have any advice for other families with autistic loved ones? Um, I think um, what I would, what suggestions I would make is, you know, just to be sure that, you know, you're supportive, you know, of the moms. I think one of the things that was kind of difficult for us in the beginning was, you know, Brandon was not the type of child that was completely over in the autism pasture, so to speak. We had trouble getting a diagnosis because it was, just looked at first as like, we're just, you know, he's got some delays, but we're just not really sure. So just be sure that when moms come forward with concerns about delays, just make sure that as a family that you're supportive and really follow the advice of, of the mother and what she thinks is going on. Even if you find out later on that that's not what's going on. If the mom has some concerns, you know, more cases than not, she's right because she knows what, you know, babies should be doing at that time, even if it's a new mother. Mothers, I understand now. I didn't understand it before I had a child, but I understand now. There's uh, something called mother wit. And those moms have got it within their, you know, their very souls, I think, that something is of concern to them and um, whatever uh, whatever methods or modes that they feel necessary to help the child you know the families just need to be sure to be supportive of her and supportive of that I think dads can have it too but I just haven't met any <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else you'd like to say before we close well um uh, the other thing I would say is probably just look for, you know, if, if there's a child that has some delays or whatever, look for the best means for your family to try and help them heal. I think that one of the things that we were misguided about in the beginning was that this was something that he would have to therapy out of. And if that was even, you know, possible at all. But we have come to find out and see other families that have, you know, children that are going on to do some really magnificent things as professionals. 
Um, I would encourage mothers or families to pick up Marsha Hines' book. The title is um, I Know You're In There. Um, she has a presence on Facebook as well, and she's just, you know, a really, really helpful mom that uh, reaches out and has put together a really helpful book about addressing autism as a neuro autoimmune deficiency, which has a, um, a diagnosis and has a means of treatment. And I think we need to start pushing the medical community to start looking at that part of it and not so much pushing towards speech therapy and occupational therapy. I would definitely say that Brandon getting to the point that he is now, um, you know, tapping into his art, his artistic abilities um, has been definitely, you know, brought on by looking at holistic solutions, um, medical solutions, as well as therapy. That's really what has helped us. And I just would like to encourage families and moms to look at things on all three of those levels um, in order to understand what their child's abilities really can soar to be. Um, it's not just the speech therapy and occupational therapy. I think now they're also offering ABA therapy as a means to help retrain the brain, which is necessary. But I also think that you need to look into those other two aspects as well. Um, Marsha Hines is a good reference. Again, her uh, book is called I Know You're In There. Um, Dr. Kenneth Bach, his book was very helpful to us. Um, and uh, we're also following the Nemechek, uh protocol right now. So um, that just involves, um, you know, gut healing um, so as to address the gut brain infection um, protocol. Well, thank you so much for all your wonderful information and sharing about your son's art with us. I sure will. We're on our way to send one just now. Oh, okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, well, thanks for being on the show. Oh, thanks for having us. We do appreciate it. Brandon, you want to come say bye-bye to Mr. Brandon? Say bye. Second Fox. Second Fox. That's right. That's the tribe mommy used to work for, remember? Okay, say bye-bye. Bye. Now for some announcements. The winner for the giveaway for the fidget pad was Haley Moss on Instagram. So congratulations. And we'll be sending that out as soon as possible. And that's it for this episode. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>